Hi, and welcome to MC Podcast number 34. Uh, glad that you're joining us today. We have a couple of guests in the studio this morning. It's uh, the international sales manager, Scott Harris. Yes, hello. Hello. And and then our uh, R&D, my R&D associate and good friend, <laughs> Little Spoon, Kyle Vosberg. <laughs> <laughs> I, Thank you. I, hello. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, nope. I, I, that's good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't, no, no questions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know I've been gone, and I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah, so. so anyway, no, so I thought we would, uh, guys, I thought we would get together this morning. We'd kind of we'd kind of look it back at um, uh, 2017. Kyle, you and I would kind of look back 2017 data, some of the new hybrids that, that are not, uh, not that'll be in for the sales season 2018-19. Uh, some of the new stuff that we're carrying on, just maybe some some highlights of what you saw in the plots this year, and then uh, Scott, I think I I, w- I want you to talk about you know why guys should try new hybrids, different hybrids, you know how how a uh, um, sales guys kind of go about getting getting that done on the farm and 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 promoting those kinds of things. So um, so yeah, so so let's just kind of jump right in. And we'll just start with uh, Kyle. You you were out and about all all summer long, all all fall long, looking at things, evaluating things. We talked a couple of weeks ago about you um, heading down to Puerto Rico and looking at some things down there. So so just just tell me how, how many you know just kind of kind of on ballpark figures here. We're not we're not doing anything. You know how how many locations are we testing um, testing hybrids at? Yeah. Well, so there's, I mean, there are dozens and in, in, in different formats within the company. So um, we obviously do the university testing, um, yep. which a couple of those we make too every single year, um, especially with the sales guys. If there is a, a field day, they always want to be a part of things like that. Okay. Um, so Florida and Georgia. You I'm, know, I'm you, looking for numbers, not yeah. states. Um, <laughs> well, there's 50 <laughs> no, states okay. um, plus quarter. No. So, I'm giving you a hard time. No, so, no, so number wise, I mean, it, it's upwards of probably 40 or 50 locations um, that are actually specific data points, whether that be university or things like that. That's not just farms. Obviously, there are tons of farms in the country where we test our corn and people get plot seed um, that we don't get all the data from and whatnot. There are hundreds of those locations, but specific data plot locations, I'd say about 50. Okay. Um, And those are specific for R&D that we're really looking at and we're we're evaluating what what we would call experimental hybrids, right? Yeah, okay. and those are universities, private trials, and even within those universities, there's multiple locations. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. you can join a university trial and, and enter one regional location, and it could be five farms in a you know couple hundred mile radius. Okay. You know, uh, a lot of the universities like to do that. So there's quite a few. Okay, there's quite a few of those. So number of locations, lots of plots. Yep. How, how many experimentals did we test this year? Experimental EXP lineup, which is coming, you know, very close to being pulled into the commercial right, lineup, right. about it, 35, 36 okay. last year. It's about 10 or 12 more than that this year, um, with the possibility of maybe adding a little bit more. So we've uh, we've kind of expanded it um, just because we've become a little bit more efficient at taking in a lot more data, you yeah. know, with you, me, and Cullen all together. Right. Uh, we can actually sort through data, and the programs you're using, we can sort through data a lot more efficiently than we have in the past, so we can look at more hybrids. Okay, yeah, and so so that's 35 that we say, if they make the cut here, 
they're going to go commercial. Yeah, we'll produce right? so that, that's yeah. that's what we call you know that's what we yeah. call an EXP. Or some of them we are actually producing, and it's it's you know you know we we're producing it. We're it's still an EXP, but then coming in, you know, like one of them now, you know, we've just given it a number. We have some to sell because it was in production. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. But but so we're I mean it's kind of like that EXP testing is the is is the last step. Yeah. And so we had about we had about 35, 36 of those. How many of those uh, EXPs actually made the cut that will be in the lineup 2018-2019? Two. two of them. Yep. Two of them. So two I, of them. so so we we've taken in what what and depends on on whose data sheet we kind of look at, but we have early stage stuff and some of us call that phase 1 or phase 2 yep. and and we have we have hundreds of those. We narrow those down to the EXP lineup that we're gonna that we're really gonna look at making commercial, and um, and then you know and then all of a sudden we make that. So so it's not just oh we tried thirty five new hybrids. We tried those are thirty five hybrids that that made it through several stages yeah. of um, of evaluation. Yeah. And this was kind of like the last of the last. Okay, if it makes it here, and out of that thirty five, there were two. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy, actually. You know, this past week I got a, uh, a fun little text message from some of our marketing buddies going through old clips of, of me making a fool of myself on YouTube. And one of my first videos I said old, something. Old clips? Older. Oh. Uh, older than the, the <laughs> clips that we have now. Okay. And, okay, uh, okay. Old, and there was a like, clip. Like, who, who has that kind of time <laughs> to be able to go through that many? Uh, <laughs> another Kyle who works here oh, okay. has that kind of time, okay. apparently. And uh, But there was a clip of me, you know, just talking off the cuff and saying that we had done thousands of crosses and I start laughing like we hadn't, but I've actually, this past year I was looking back through and if you actually take like Cullen's material and a lot of the, the inbreds that yeah. he's making first, you know, developmental crosses in or not developmental, but first hybrid crosses in, yep. we're actually knocking on the door of a thousand crosses a year. I yep. mean, we really are. If you take all of those in, into, into, into the aspect, into the aspect. And yeah. then, and then every year we narrow that down and narrow yep. that down and narrow that down. Yep. And, um, you know, we look at data on all of those, and 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 we say, okay, this one meets the agronomic characteristics and the nutritional characteristics, and they go to the next stage or the next step or the next year, and and so then you know we're you know three or four years after the first time that we really get a good look at a hybrid, we're three or four years before it even gets to the experimental lineup. Yeah, and and then at that experimental lineup, um, that. Then, then it goes on to the commercial if it makes that cut. So we had two. Yep. All right. What were the What were the two? Uh, the two were 309Q, which okay. is an 84-day, 83-day that we were testing. I think we tested it as an 84, but we brought it in as an 83. Um, and then 618R, okay. uh, which will now be uh, MCT 6552, yes. um, 65, uh, We're still in the, de the decision of how we're going to produce that. Um, and moving into the year, obviously being a full-season hybrid, we need to produce it with a Viptera option, and then we'll bring in the conventional down the line. So so let's, let's just let's start with... Um, with sixty-five fifty-two, yep, and um, it's hundred and fifteen day hybrid, yep. Okay, give me give me some of the agronomic highlights of that. Okay, so strong agronomic characteristics, big dark green plant, uh, puts on an extremely impressive ear. So that was basically the selling point on me. Um, it was just all around a very healthy plant. It had just looked really good. I looked at it a couple different times. Um, there were a couple spots that I, we let it grow out to grain to take a look at too. So yeah. that way we could just see, um, you know, you don't want to just take things to silage. And then when a guy, you know, especially with our 
our customer base. You know, we have guys who buy corn where once they meet their feed requirements, they're not going to take more feed than they need. And there's a lot of guys who use some of our hybrids to go to grain. If, right. if you know, so be it. You know, so we need to take a look at that too. And, and when it did that, it was it had awesome late season integrity. Um, I thought the roots and the stalks were very good for that hybrid. Um, I mean, I was just completely overly impressed. I mean, and and for a, a lineup that's been we've been pretty, you know put in our in our spots on on our full season material i mean we've had 590 for a long time and 6580 and yeah. now we've had the 6730 series move in and and with great nutritional characteristics and then when we brought in 618r to test you know i really really liked it agronomically i was sold on it you know but it, you know we wanted to wait for the nutritional data and when we've come across it i mean it's it's pretty good i mean I, i'm thinking no no it's to, it's really good yeah. in, in fact it's um it's right there with one of our one of our best feeding hybrids in that in that maturity range 6580 yep. is one of the best feeding hybrids we have is a full season corn yeah and um and as far as nutritionally wise it actually has better starch characteristics than um than, than 6580 which i'm really impressed with uh, and has fiber characteristics that that rival that and we look at our index they're one point uh they're, they're one point difference between them in the index so 6580 this year was um you know 100 and, uh, 103 index score on average uh 6552 was 102 and and actually there wasn't even one point difference when you look at when you look at the decimal points behind them i mean it was yeah. you know and so they were they were spot on with a little bit better with a little bit better starch characteristics in the 6552 yep. so i'm 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 really excited to, for guys to try this and to get it out and, and to see um, to see them them put this in their rations and and how this is really going to help uh, cow performance. So I, I, yep. I, I, I'm really excited about that one. I think for that one too, one one good selling point on that one too that I really am starting to like is that I, I realized this year and I've started to see that it moved north a little bit better. Yeah. So a lot of the times with our 100 and... So 6360 we've used pretty much. I mean, we can grow it. We've tested it in Florida and we've moved it. I mean, we got it to finish in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. Hey, watch your hands ago. on the table. You're, you're bouncing the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't talk with your hands anyway. Well, you can. But, uh, just don't talk with them on the table. Okay. Okay. And so <laughs> what can, I found out found with out. this new 115-day, I don't know what to do with my I hands now. <laughs> but so with full-season material, 6360 is almost kind of an anomaly for for full season material because right. it works in Wisconsin and yep. it works in Florida and it has great feeding it, qualities. It, wor- it works in North Central Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm, it does. I'm, it when, does. When, when I have seen it work there, I would exactly. not recommend it for that. Yeah. But yeah. But disclosure. Has. Disclosure. <laughs> but when we you... do not recommend taking <laughs> yeah. full season hybrid. Day hybrid yeah. Yeah. To, to North Central Wisconsin. But when we've got in it, got into the 115 day and beyond, especially yeah. in the, here in the Midwest, we usually say keep it south of 70. So if you're from that area, you know. I-70 pretty yeah. much runs east and west, and we uh, we basically say keep it south of there. I think this hybrid's going to go a little bit above that. Okay. You know, whereas 6580, love that hybrid, but it's kind of like the Ohio River Valley in south, east, and west from there. Okay. And I think this one's just going to work a little bit farther north than that. So we we you and I were talking the other day, and, um, you know, 6552, 115-day full season. How come guys, like, we have 6360 series, and guys are like, oh, that's not full season. I mean, it's two days relative maturity. Yeah. And and yet and yet it's like it's like sometimes they get caught up with, well, it's not full season. 113 day corn is full season yeah. corn. Yeah. Well, I think everyone kind of does that. And I do it with the lineup too. I basically like categorize them. So I have like basically 
3890 and below is really short season okay. material. Yeah. And then when 3890 be 88-day corn. 88-day corn. Day corn. Okay. And so when we get to 4050, a 90-day, I start a whole new idea. I start a whole new idea of hybrids. You know, I start putting them in different places. You up touch to that about- table one more again, boy. Bro, you are right up that wildcat's butt. You know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and so... So, yeah, and I think everyone does that, and I do it all the way. You know, when we get to, you know, 5250, I pretty much stop at 6150. It's a whole new set of hybrids, yeah, you know, yeah. moving in, and I think everyone kind of does that whether they, they think they do or not. So right. And it kind of – and you break it up into those areas too. When you get into 115-day material, I really start thinking southern, full season, you know, really long hybrid characteristics. And I think – when I think 112 – like I – the the thing is, is when you can use material in Wisconsin, yeah. you don't think of it as a full season moving south high. But it does awesome down yeah. south. Yeah, exactly. So it's, called, it's called relative maturity for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, I mean, I literally have had guys be like, uh, what's your best? And I'll be like, oh, well, you know, this is 113 day. I only do 112. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? We're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, is going to be okay. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's absolutely. There's well, the- this, for each guy, there's this like this switch, you know, in his mind. Um, and so do you suggest in that situation to look more at the GDU side of things or? Yeah, GDUs and, and end use. I mean, there's different hybrids that we, you know, there are some hybrids that we think fit a little bit better for their end use. So you need to kind of fit it in that way. I mean, it's like, take example, like you don't buy the same size boot in every brand, correct? I mean, like if you go out for guys who buy a lot of, seriously, for guys who buy a lot of. I do, they're. Children's <laughs> super small because I have real yeah. small feet. When you go buy boots, when, yeah, when, yeah. Yeah, when we're not at Gap, yeah. Baby Gap, you yeah. know, it's, you can when, usually when you go can to stop at sizes, a Western you know. Wear store and, and buy boots. Like they're really, but in Mark's defense, they're really nice. They are. Boots. They are they're really, really nice, nice boots, yeah. and yeah. and they're saving cows' lives because there's not very much leather there. Yeah. So yeah, not one size fits yeah. all. Not one size things, fits things all in every brand, and not once one hybrid fits all in every relative maturity. You're right. Good. It really is. Good deal. So we also brought in uh, 309Q. Yep. All right. And that is going to be 3393. Yep. So is the way it'll come out. And um, so 83 days. So we're kind of we're kind of talking, you know, the yep. the ends of the spectrum here here for us, you know. So we had 100 and 115 day, and and now we got a new 183 day. 183 day. Ooh. Woo! That's a that's gonna work. <laughs> that's gonna work everywhere. Now, that somebody is too far. Somebody, too far. somebody is. text Cullen. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. That could be. Yeah, that It'll, thing grows. We're gonna put it on the equator. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Literally. Okay. It is a 83 day hybrid. And um and so uh, so give us some of the the character the agronomic characteristics of. Uh, of the uh, 309Q or, or 3393. Yeah. So it's got really good agronomic characteristics. It's kind of got that that 3220 kind of feel. The thing I've always liked about 3220 is the plant structure for yeah. such a short season material. Oh yeah. Same kind of same kind of plant structure. So it actually puts on a very silage very silage showy looking plant. Silage is not a word. Silage is, <laughs> is a good matter. descriptive. But it is a, it is yeah. a showy plant. So it can get pretty dark green. It so puts does on it, wide so, leaves. So does it whoosh? It does whoosh, yeah. <laughs> but and it the does, whoosh test. And it, and it puts on a very nice size ear. A lot of the times with those short season material hybrids you basically you get the ear you get you know okay. um you know there is some semi 
flex and flex genetics and short season material, but a lot of it is is a little bit more uh, leaning towards, you know, a hybrid grows, goes to pollination, puts on an ear, and you get what you get because you're talking about such a short maturity to black layer. Yeah. You know, so many, it only takes so many GDUs for that plant to finish. You know, you basically get what you get. But this is a little bit more of a, a silage-looking appeal hybrid, um, and I think it moves a little bit better east to west in the north than, than some other stuff. Okay. So... So better east to west in the north. Yeah, I don't know if I'd move it down as far as 3220, but that wasn't the whole point of the hybrid in the first place. Right. We've, we've made a pretty big push, and, and Scott and his guys have made a big push with some guys in, in Washington and things like that. Um, and we wanted to be able to bring a hybrid that worked out there um, and into Canada uh, that we could also bring uh, some rootworm protection. So with a 3000 GT, you get rootworm protection uh, where you know a lot of that short season material, the guys who are growing that corn are, are seeing a lot of rootworm pressure. So you know, you talked about um, uh, the uh, 3220 series, yep. and I really like the 3220 oh, yeah. series. And this 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 experimental looks like it is going to feed a lot better, not just a little bit, but uh, quite a bit better. Uh, index score was 103 versus 95, so you're you're knocking on that on that 10 10 point difference almost, there. So almost a pound of milk. Uh, would that be that, that would be that would be about a pound and quarter. I mean, it's going to be really close yeah. to to a a pound and a quarter difference and, and it just um and so i'm i'm really excited to, to see this hybrid i was i'm glad to see us pull it into the lineup yep. and so uh you know i mean i think the fiber characteristics are going to be good so i'm, I'm glad to hear that agronomically it, it looks the same because 3220 agronomically looks like a silage hybrid oh yeah i mean it just does it yep. it, it, it looks like it and so, really excited to see us bring this uh, bring this hybrid in uh, for those guys who are who are going to need it. So, Scott, I kind of want to. We, we we talked about these two new hybrids, and we talked about a little bit about how we bring them in and what we're seeing about them. I want to. I want you to kind of kind of take the lead here and really talk about you know why a guy needs to try a new hybrid. And I and I think in the dairy industry, what we find is guys getting stuck on hybrids and. And, and we've had hybrids in our lineup that we've had there for 15 years yeah. be, because we still have good sales for them. You know what I mean? And, um, and so, so why, why, why would a guy switch from what he knows he can do? Why, why would he do that? So I think that the, um, the, the question here or the, the issue here isn't as much about um, guys loving one hybrid as much as it is they're failing to plan. Right. Yeah. Um, if I know a certain hybrid is going to work, I don't have to worry about sitting down and making a farm plan. I know what I'm going to plant. Okay. Right. Yeah. So there needs to be a more emphasis from the farm level through your dealer, through whoever you're buying, or if you're buying from multiple sources, you sitting down with some kind of independent agronomist, maybe, and developing a plan. I don't care if it's a hundred acres, a thousand acres, or whatever. But right now, you need to be determining that. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is to know a lot more about your ground, which we can get into in a little bit. But, I, you know, I think the biggest thing is that hybrid that you love was new at one time. Yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. a good point. I mean, it, it may have been 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of like church people in their hymns. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, at one point in time, it may have been that 14... 1625 hymn was brand new. Yeah. And some old lady in the church didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's exactly right. I mean, it was new at one time, and it's and in theory, it should be an improved, anything new should be an improved version of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've, we've, in theory, have taken, you know, Kyle and his team have taken the characteristics of, X hybrid that you love 
and improved upon it. Right. Yeah. Right. Found better versions of it. And there is literally, I mean, I guess the thing that kind of sets us apart a little bit, there's no advantage to us to, to do that necessarily. Right. You know, it, it, why would I do that? Why would I bring something in just for the sake of doing it? We're not, you know, one of those type of companies that yeah. are out there. So, so you need to be looking at them, if, if nothing else, for to prove it. You know, when I was yeah. in the insurance business, I used to always tell guys who say, you know, when you try to quote somebody, they're like, I've been with them a long time. I'd say, well, let's keep them honest. Let's make sure that they're not, you know, the rates aren't crazy high if you haven't looked anywhere in a while. Yeah. So if nothing else, at least keep keep the keep it honest with your current hybrids, and let's take a look at some of these new ones and see if we can't can't make an improvement. Good. Yeah. So yeah, that makes a lot of, that makes a lot of sense. Let's 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 try it. And and I think your 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 whole thought about farm plan is awesome. And I think that there's a lot of guys who every year do the same thing over and over because that's just that's just the way they've always done it. And 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 they've been they've been somewhat successful and everything has worked out and so they they get a, kind of a little security about yeah. that. But I I think we really need to and one of the things that I try to push producers to do is just simply ask the question, why am I doing this? You know, we talk about this with planting population and we've talked we've talked planting population for for a while. Why are you planting at the population that you're planting? Mm-hmm. What are your goals? What are you trying to what are you trying to do? You know, where where do you, you know, where 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 do you want to be? Where do you see things? Where 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 are your goals for your farm? Where are your goals for your yield? Where are your goals for your quality? Where where are your goals for your herd? You know, and and I think sometimes you know guys just fail to ask those questions because everything's going pretty good. Right. And in, in the agriculture industry, it's so one thing that is so strange is that we let our results determine our action instead yep. of letting our actions determine the results. Yep. Yeah. You know, and granted, there's always factors that we have zero control over, right? Yeah. So so I get that Katie, part of it. Katie, Sarah. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, we're talking something and, different. And each year, <laughs> yeah. a factor gets added there, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much Each so. child gets older, right? But it's just, you know, it's, instead of saying, okay, here's what I, here's here's where I need to be, right. you know? You think about it with anything in life. If you're going to try to lose weight, if you're going to try to get in better shape, you make a plan, yeah. and, you try, and if you don't stick to it, you're not going to get there, right? Yeah. So your plan should be, okay, I need X, I'm going to need X amount of milk per ton. I'm getting X amount of tonnage. I'm going to need this. And then, then work back into it instead of the other way around saying, I got 500 corn acres. Let me just yeah. plant all this in the same hybrid. And, yeah. and the one thing that's always been confusing to me in agriculture is that there's so many inputs and so many things that change each and every year. One growing year to the next is never the exact same thing. But for some reason, as the one purchasing the product or the corn, they always want to stick with the same thing. So if one hybrid worked for you for a year, you just kind of want to stick and ride it out and see if it'll work for a bunch of other years instead of, which, you know, getting deeper into, into, into soil science and things like that, as you change things up in your soil, you build biological diversity. Well, there are also guys studying who are saying that using the same corn genetics, the same hybrid every single year is not seeming to be, you know, as productive as would be if you were to just make a switch, even if you were to switch back and forth between some hybrids or ground that those hybrids are on. But if you go out and buy one hybrid, plant all your ground in it, you know, so, you're... so how many, how many, you know, we talk about the one guy who plants the same hybrid. What we we really and our sales guys are out recommending let's let's plant two or three different hybrids mm-hmm. you know let's let's spread out number one that biodiversity for the soil but we're also trying to mitigate some risk aren't we yeah, Scott absolutely so so I'm a big big fan of of the rule of thirds right 
So a third of my corn acres going in this maturity range with this goal, a third of my acres going in this maturity range with this goal, and then a third going into this. Okay. I think that is one of the smartest ways that you can, you can my, do my, that. My dad had a rule of thirds when us kids got a cold. Yeah? Yeah, it was a third of bourbon, a third <laughs> of honey, and a third of lemon juice. I love the rule of thirds. <laughs> <laughs> I need some of that medicine. I need some of that medicine. So when you finally have five kids, does that become the rule of fifths? And it's just you drink a fifth? You drink a fifth. <laughs> 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 like, is that, is it just switch exactly, over? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I just drink a fifth. Now, now, it's just everything. The, now it's the rule of fifths. <laughs> yeah. like, so this uh, is going to take it off the rails a little bit, but that's how you end up with five kids. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> but. I, I'm sorry. When you just say a third, a third, a third, my mind automatically goes back to a third of Lemon juice, a third of honey, and a third of bourbon. Sorry. So I will. I'll give a. I'll give a great example of this guy's doing it right. I won't. I won't say his name, but there's a farm out west that I was just on. Uh, Kyle's actually been on this farm as well, and every year this guy plans out every single acre, and he he will take. Now this is a this is a pretty sized farm, so we're talking pivots. We're talking you know 120 acre pivots, you know, yeah. or 500 acres sometimes. He takes each pivot, he splits it in half. Early maturity on one half. Longer maturity on the other. Now, at harvest, it's going to make it a little more difficult. Right. You know, but it's a risk. He's, he's mitigating his risk. Right. And it just, it works beautifully. And not everybody has to be quite maybe that detailed. I don't care if it's you sitting down with a, with a napkin and a pen sitting in the garage, but make some kind of plan and, and run that plan by some people who can be an outside source. Oh, that make that makes sense. So, so you know, at least three different hybrids, you know, planning that out, thinking through that, mitigating weather, weather risk, mitigating, uh, biodiversity risk, you know, I mean, every, you know, hybrids are going to act different yep. every, every year. It, you know, when you, when you first started that, Kyle, I was thinking about the guy who buys, who buys his hybrids based on the way it performed last year, Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? And, and, um, and so we've got to be careful, um, as we select hybrids, that we can't just select a hybrid based on how it performed, right. how it performed last year. Last year yeah. Well, you know? I think it's important to bring out, and, and Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you know, you only brought two hybrids forward. Doesn't mean that every single one of those got completely thrown out, right? No, no. So I mean, I mean you might there might be something you think we yeah. liked some stuff about this. Let's, Let's look, look at, at it, it one again. more time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, um, and is it fair to say that you're going to plant a brand new hybrid that for some reason? just didn't work on your soil, I would challenge the fact that I'm going to say that 90-plus percent of the time, it wasn't that that hybrid didn't work on your farm. It didn't work in that field. Yeah. You know, mm. it, it, that you, That's a good point. We didn't have That's that. We probably didn't have that place properly. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, because these, these hybrids have been tested on multiple soil types, multiple conditions, and in, in about every stress situation you can imagine. Yep. So I just don't think it's a, you know, but we have that mindset of, well, it didn't, it didn't work on my farm. Yeah. Well, where'd you have it? Oh, I don't know. It was somewhere on the back forty. So, so what I what I really like is is the guy who's trying maybe Master's Choice or some something else for the first time, and and somebody who's trying that for the first time. Where is he going to typically put that that hybrid? First of all, if he even knows where it is, is is the first challenge. Yeah. yeah. And second of all, it's going to go either at the very beginning, somewhere in the back that they're trying out the planter on to make sure it's working right, <laughs> right, yep, right, or at the very end when they're slamming the ground because they want to get done before it, rain. Yep. Yeah, or just like the worst piece of ground worst that they have. Like, uh, it's almost like they want it to fail. Yep. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I, yep. I, I, I get it. I get it. No, so so this year I think we had we had great success 
looking at hybrids, evaluating them. You know, we're getting we're getting faster with our data. We're being able to be more proficient with that. Um, and I, I think we're, I mean, we are. We're bringing out better hybrids year year after year. And and guys are seeing that. Guys are recognizing that. You know, and that's that's a whole team effort. You know what I mean? It's it's the uh, it's Cullen making sure that we're we're breeding the right things. It's Kyle making sure that we're selecting the right things agronomically. It's um, it's cooperation from guys that are that are talking to us about what they're seeing in different regions. It's it's us looking at them nutritionally. It's the sales guys coming in and saying, "All right, let's let's get the information. We need to know we need to know what's going on here." And us communicating with them very well. And those guys going out and and pushing those sales and really being able to get those so you know i mean when we when we look at this it's not just i mean it's a whole team deal it's it's a whole team deal and um in a in a whole cooperation so now now i'm going to ask the hard question what would kyle as uh r&d associate what what would you like to see sales change the sales team what 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 could they do? What 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 would what would what would you like? What would you like to see that? My road menu. <laughs> I'd like I'd like a little bit more diversity in the foods I'm allowed to pick. We we were the background of that joke. Yes. We were told about a week Set week up. and a half ago. Threw it up. <laughs> Conk. That if R and D is on a sales budget, we can only eat hot dogs. Yeah yeah. So, um, that's not plural. <laughs> hot dog. A hot, hot dog. dog. Yeah. One hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> I want to clarify that. Yeah. I don't. I don't want any misunderstanding. Can we like? Can it be like a gourmet hot dog, or do we have to yeah, like? Can be like a, do we have to do like Chicago uh, style yeah, dog? I know or? Circle K has some pretty. <laughs> like, there's cheddar brat. There's. I mean. Oh, so we could even go. Brat. Yeah, you could go brat. Yeah. Nice. Just not brats. Nuts. Not brats. <laughs> not plural. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, gotcha. cool guys. No, hey, I appreciate you guys coming in, Scott. You've been on the road a lot. Good to see you again. I guess every time we sit down, it seems like it seems yeah. like I say that. So, what well, was to- you called me the other day, and I, I look at my phone, and it was it was Mark, and I was like, hello, Mark, 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 Kirk? Is this the ghost of you, or is this really you? So, no, no doubt. So, Kyle, thanks for thanks for joining us today. Appreciate appreciate you guys, and appreciate how hard you work. And, and the good work that you guys do. You guys out there listening, appreciate you listening in. And uh, as always, you know, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and uh, at seedcorn.com. Appreciate it, guys. <laughs>